0: calgary football fans this is your quarterback the Bow show with bo levi mitchell on sportsnet 960 brought to you by sml entertainment the Bow show for sml entertainment pool tables hot tubs patio furniture and much much more with four locations in calgary cross iron mills and red deer go to smlentertainment.com for details
1: Welcome to the Bow Show on this fine Tuesday. Uh, we we get off. Uh, I'm excited about this weekend, man. August 4th, we're uh, we're facing a very good opponent. Finally, we've been hitting the West a little bit, so we'll talk over. Uh, we'll talk over a little bit of our past game against Saskatchewan. Uh, we'll talk some more CFL, but then we'll get into this game coming up August 4th. But speaking of the game coming up this August 4th, we have two tickets to give away to this game um, on Saturday. I believe it is August 4th. Um, so we'll, we'll do a, uh, in the second segment, I'll announce the text-in trivia question if you want to win the two tickets to the game this weekend. Uh, so we're going to talk to CFL after that. Uh, we'll talk some of the matchups going on coming up, which uh, I'm sure you're all excited to hear about um, what was just announced, that Johnny Manziel uh, is going to start for his first game. Speaking of that, by the way, funniest thing was we are not going to announce our starting quarterback for this Friday's game. Right. The very it, next day. Johnny was- Manziel is going to start a quarterback. Yeah
0: yeah time yeah, to just, sell just, some
1: tickets boys just one day time to sell some tickets well, we gotta, um
0: gotta sell something <laughs> you can't say that but i can hey i'm looking at Don't the i'm looking at the stats from saturday where's the choir where do i find the choir yeah
1: okay. you can't find it on the website yeah, hand, hand it to me I'll hand it to you. all right okay um okay i just also we have an awesome guest coming on here in about 10 minutes i'm not getting the uh, no stats back am i <laughs> no i'll show it <laughs> you um something that's very near and dear to my heart, all Stars for kids campaign coming up this entire month. Uh, we have Karen Orser from big brother, big sister Calgary and surrounding areas, uh, coming on to talk about that. So make sure you stay tuned and listening for that because there's some awesome things, uh, coming on that end. And then, um, my wife, Maddie as well. Uh, like we did last week, her ideas segment at the end, just questions to ask. And if you want to text in questions, nine six zero nine six zero, 960 texting what you want to talk about. And, uh, we'll, we'll run some of those off here for me at the end. And we'll, uh, Answer some of the questions from the fans themselves.
2: You know what that means, right? Um, You're gonna stop for froyo again.
1: I know. So I actually ended up not stopping.
0: Oh
2: before. no! <laughs> oh Whoa.
0: Whoa. no! Um, that can't be good. Is it because he couldn't find the nearest froyo? What don't you know it?
1: No. Okay. Um. You talked to me Yeah. In so the basically, year. what happened was, <laughs> what happened was, I I texted her, and, and I was like, hey, I was like, we'll uh. I was like, we'll eat dinner, and then we'll go get Froyo together. We'll take Ellie with us. Because it was, I leave here at, what, 4 o'clock, which is the heat of traffic. And Froyo's probably like 15 minutes from our house. So by the time I actually get is, it is to your, the house, is your yeah, cup of, uh... here's your cup of slop. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I tried to plan ahead. But she was like, oh, no, I just wanted to mess with them, that I'd make you do stuff like that. So
0: it says here you guys had 24 points in the first quarter. That is crazy. 20, 24. 24.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we had. Didn't
0: yeah. give up any either in the first quarter.
1: Yeah. And then defense gave up that fifty-four yard touchdown.
0: The defense gave that up.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. I was I was bragging on the defense because obviously they've been been pretty amazing this year with uh, with points against. And so Kinda. When we got when we when we got in the locker room, I was like, I can't believe y'all gave up twenty two points today. <laughs> and, and now all, just, now the
0: average is over ten.
1: They all just kind of looked at me with that stare and I was like, What? <laughs> I was like, What? I had four touchdowns today.
0: So two things. One <laughs> What was it like? The fourth one being the interception for the touchdown. <laughs> what was it like being in that building to start the second quarter? Oh man, I mean, shoot, to
1: be in it. I think it was like five minutes left to go in the first. It was silent. You know, we, we yeah. as soon as we get the turnover and then we score the first touchdown, there was silence, and then there was more silence after the field goal, and then even more when Terry returned. You know, you the, said the punt the, the return probably just yard. Yeah, punt return touchdown, and then all of a sudden you hear boo. <laughs> And I was like, oh boy. So it was fun, man. I mean, that's that's what we talk about. Going into that crowd and a very hostile environment and trying to silence those guys. So
0: So my second question then is at any point are you nervous? At any point you're up twenty four nothing after the first quarter. My God, on the road. What is there, what there to be nervous about? People yeah. relaxing? Well, yeah. I well, mean, I see. That's the thing. They get thirteen I, back, right? Yeah, I mean, so,
1: I, I was on the sideline. I was, I was saying, like, hey, like guys, I understand. Like, don't start thinking about six and zero. Now, I was voicing it. I was like, do not, mm-hmm. do not think they can't turn around and do the exact same thing. You know, don't relax right now. Let's not, you know, give them anything dumb and and let them back in this game and then pick six
3: because they got within they got within five before you hit devarez in the second half yeah they
1: got down to 24 19 yeah Yeah, so it was and and at that time we're still not nervous because we're still controlling the game um i mean the kid hit some big kicks you know and if, if we're gonna live and die by kid hitting 57 yard field goals i think we're okay with that yeah um you know but obviously on offense you know we got to the point where it was all right let's take care of the football let's be smart let the defense you know grind away at them because that's what those guys do mm-hmm. um and that's that's just the difference of our team man once once we have the game in control we like to take control of the game you know and and it might seem like to the outside person like oh they're letting things slip like no we're controlling like we're trying to take time and time and time off the clock as much as we possibly can because the less time i mean the fact is the less time in the clock the less drive you have the less chance you have to put up points so yep. that's what we uh just continue to try and do but it was good, man. I mean, I I thought the good thing was, you know, that we did we didn't rely on the defense all the way until the end. It was all right, keep chipping away, keep gaining field position, which is what we did. And then in the end, boom. Um, you know, put that last little dagger in and right there with DeVarus and that touchdown. And and I thought that was big. I mean, I, I would you know, I would still like to see us go up by, you know, thirty five, forty points before we get conservative and relaxed because I want to put our foot on somebody's throat and finish the mm. job uh, when it comes to football and winning. But, um, you know, just so you never give those guys life. Like 24 to me, that's life. That's a football game. Stadium's back in it too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stadium got loud too. Yeah. I mean, you got to the point. It really, you're in the huddle and you're screaming.
0: You could probably them. hear their broadcasters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, never listened to that.
2: Oh, uh,
0: I love like how you're just trying to set him up.
3: you're unbelievable. No, I'm come not. You're unbelievable We're We're
2: every time. Easy, now. like with the core, of the We're top. Okay, is Yeah, surprise is a culture number two.
3: You can you can't tell the difference between a Rough Riders broadcaster because he's wearing a jersey like the rest of the stadium. So how would you know? <laughs> Exactly. That was Logan,
0: not Bo. <laughs> make sure yeah, that make that sure was. Y'all know that that was Logan, not Bo. I was, I was just saying. All did
2: the right. uh, Charleston get in your ear when he sacked you? Or?
0: Man,
1: he didn't. I was surprised. I thought for sure I he know. would. No, especially well, after, especially after the second one. You know, cause that was towards the end of the game. It was on a bigger drive where we were trying to keep the ball, and he got the second one. It was crazy. Is he got pinballed on that play? Like he got hit by the left tackle, <laughs> then the left guard, then the tailback and the tailback hit him into our center like the center was obviously blocking the nose tackle but the tailback knocked him out and he's falling back on his heels and luckily he, he runs into the back of the center and like it just stands him up he's like oh hey bo <laughs> <laughs> hey bo how's it going man
0: bo so does he and I know we got a guest but does he hit you is it do you f- feel the impact the same way when you you know lemons never sacked you so we right. don't know but when charleston sacks you is it with the same force, the same anger, the oh. same that other guys would hit you with? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah,
1: he wants to make sure he gets me down. You know what I mean? Okay. The, I would say the I'm stunned one, he, he didn't did say it. anything to you though. I, I think this. I know, man. I'm telling you, like the or like just one, like, or just like on, I went down, lay on top of you a little who bit. Yes. Who was
0: it that Favre gave the sack to for the record? Uh, Strahan. Strahan yeah. Strahan. yeah. Right. And we yeah. all watched that one, and that was a pillow. That was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's so Brett
1: Favre. Yeah. but as I'm going down that second sack, I'm like, don't be Charleston, don't be Charleston. And I kinda like peek over my shoulder and I was like, damn. <laughs> but yeah, I really thought he would, you know, yeah, turn around disappointing. and disappointing yell sack or something. I don't know. I was I mean Charleston's also the kind of guy, he's not he's not dumb and he's not gonna celebrate and, right. and yeah. get all hyped. If they were down. winning, he probably yeah. would have Oh he's, absolutely he would have yeah. piled it on. Um but we do have our guest, Logan She ready to go. Uh so we have our awesome guest right here, Karen Orser. Karen, how are you doing?
4: I'm good, Bo. How are you?
1: I'm doing amazing. I'm very happy that we get to come on air and talk about this today.
4: We're doing it again.
1: We are. We are. <laughs> so um real quick, will you do just a small recap on last year how things went and, and I guess let everybody know what uh what we have coming up this this month coming here.
4: Well, um, tomorrow we're kicking off our All-Stars for Kids campaign at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Calgary and area. So, um, Bo, you've been, you reinvented this campaign with us three years ago. Um, this is our third year of doing the All-Stars for Kids campaign. And throughout the month of August, um, we have a big goal of raising $250,000 um, for mentoring um, for kids in Calgary and surrounding areas who are facing a lot of adversity and really need additional caring supportive relationships. So we've got a big target this year. Um, You remember that and probably and hopefully most of Calgary and the community remembers that um, last August we had to match $100,000. So our good friend and philanthropist, Gary Nissen, um, and Qualico both donate $50,000 and we match that. So when you donate to Big Brothers Big Sisters in August, those donations are matched. And this year they've increased the match pool and they've given us a bigger challenge. And um, we're trying to match $125,000 for a grand total of $250,000.
1: Oh, wow. That is (laughs) amazing. But we're
4: excited.
1: Because I know, you know, obviously everybody felt the impact of the economy the last couple years and and especially charities around everywhere um you know every business cuts back and and unfortunately one of the first places they do it is charity uh true but not these guys and that's what that's what i love about gary nissen and what they're doing over there um you know that's huge to me to hear that they're going to increase it coming up this year uh, especially because we have hit the goal the last two years if i'm not mistaken
4: We have hit the goal the last two years. And that's one of the really exciting things. I think that um, it's well-recognized. It's well-recognized in the community that um, for kids who are struggling, there's no better intervention and early intervention and prevention um, than caring, supportive relationships. Like mentoring is just recognized as kind of the, the best mentoring and relationships is really the best thing we can do for kids Um, there's a lot of kids that need it and it's only through campaigns like this and public support um, that we can even come close to meeting the demand um, and and making sure that we serve the kids on the wait list so it's really exciting for us it's really important Um, it's going to be an exciting month! Like we're so grateful to have um, you on board again as one of our all-stars. You've also got Sean Monahan from the Flames. We've got. I mean, we've got some big names with you guys. We have um, John Morris, so Olympic curler John Morris. We have Olympic wrestler Jasmine Meehan. And then we're so excited to have Paralympian snowboarder Michelle Salt also on our all-star list. So it's a pretty impressive lineup of people who are um, caring about mentoring.
1: That's right. And um, to just kind of help get the information out there for yep. everyone, um, If you want to attend an event, uh, where is the best place for me to go if I'm saying, you know what, I want to donate, but I want to attend an event to do it, you know, something that's run by John or Jasmine or myself? Um, how do people go about that? And if not, how do they donate just uh, off the cusp? So we make it really easy to donate. Anyone can donate just by going to our website
4: um, and making a donation online. Um, other ways you can support. And a big part of this campaign is so many local businesses in Calgary throughout the month of August are running their own third party events. So um, local laundry, buttermilk waffles, Madison's 1212. Um, those are just three of the new third party events. If you go there, you can have all-star waffles or all-star nachos um you know we've also got prairie dog Brewing and uh, Chibo on 17th Ave and all kinds of businesses who are running campaigns. So you can check our website if you want to know where you can um, go to support the campaign. Um, And also, you know, we're still looking for people and businesses who want to be a part of the campaign, um, who might want to host a third party at their own local business um, and get involved. So just reach out to us at Big Brothers Big Sisters if you want to get involved um, in third parties in any way.
1: That is so awesome. So if you're out there and you're looking for somewhere uh, to put your charity dollar, there's no better place right now because your $50 turns into $100. Um, You know, thanks to some great, amazing partners. So if you are looking, go to Big Brothers Big Sisters, find out an event you can attend uh, or just help because, um, you know, mentoring is one thing, you know, it's very near and dear to my heart. And it's, it's something that needs to continue to grow uh, throughout not just the city, but the entire country and really just the entire world because it's, it's what's going to continue to push our kids, you know, to to achieve goals that maybe they didn't think they could surpass. And I think okay. that's something that mentoring did for me. Um, but one thing I do want to announce, and I know everybody knows about it, um, you know, my way of trying to help give to this campaign uh, on August twenty fifth against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at home, uh, we will be doing my throw for broke game. Uh, so it originally started a couple years ago where. I just donated ten dollars a yard for every yard that I threw for, and then last year I put out a huge challenge to the entire city of Calgary and asked that uh, you joined that. And adding whether it was fifty cents a yard or a dollar a yard, but I wanted to try to get to fifty dollars a yard last year, um, and we did. I think we ended up getting around fifty thousand. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if you remember the exact number, Karen.
4: Yeah, we. I think we did hit the goal, though.
1: Yeah, I want to say yeah. it was like yeah 370 yards or 340 or something it ended up getting us to about fifty thousand dollars so um i'm gonna put that challenge Mm -hmm. out there again to everybody but that'll be coming up and um and i'll continue to remind everyone throughout the entire month of august every tuesday um of the events coming up and maybe where you can kind of find some of these all-stars and what they're doing um but yeah karen thank you so much is there anything else you want to add
4: Oh, you know what, just, just to reiterate, like I, I always appreciate um, how much you do for this campaign and how much Calgary always steps up, and I have the privilege and honor of of seeing this work and the, the impact of it every day, and I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of share some of that with, with everybody out there. Um, this year, one of my favorite stories came directly from one of our mentors, and he said that... Um, his mentee, he found out, um, in his mentee's grade, grade 10 year, they found out that he couldn't read. And he'd made it all the way through grade 10 without being able to read, and somehow nobody had quite picked this up. And so, when the mentor found out, um, they pulled him out of school and they put him in an intensive tutoring program. And then, the picture that I got at Christmas cards uh, at Christmas time was a a picture of him graduating grade 11 with honors. So, that's to me the perfect example of how um, mentors absolutely change. The trajectory of kids lives and such important work. And we just really, we can't do it without everyone's support. Um, it really, it really makes the biggest difference. So thanks in advance to everybody. We're going to keep you posted throughout August. Every dollar is matched and makes a big difference. Um, and just thank you so much.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. I know we'll be in touch and, uh, awesome. I'll continue to bring on, uh, some of the all-stars throughout the entire month to make sure we continue to get the information out there, but, uh, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you soon.
4: Thanks,
1: bo. Bye. Absolutely. See you. Um yeah, for, the, for everybody out there, I mean, mm. just to just to prove how big mentoring is. You know, I'm 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 28 years old. I have a job, I have a wife, I have a daughter, and uh my mentor is still one of the most important things in my life right now, so and I'm I'm 28 and I have a mentor that, you know, leads me and guides me that I talk to once a week. Um, you know, and it's something that I I need. It's something that I can tell you know him. Things I can't tell other people, and it's it's something you can vent. Uh, and kids need that. You know, I mean, there's there's people out there that that need the help, that need the extra attention. You know, the eyes, or just the other you know the other set of ears to listen. Um, so again, try to help out as much as you can. Uh, the uh, even the littlest amount, you know, goes a little bit farther because it's doubled by Gary Nissen and Qualico. Uh, so thank you so much to everybody there. Uh, we will take a quick break. Uh, we, when we come back, we'll start talking some CFL, we'll talk some matchups, and we'll talk about what everybody wants to hear about, and that's Johnny Football. So you'll be right back here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
0: This is The Bo Show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The Bow Show, for SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details.
1: All right, welcome back to The Bow Show. Let's get into some CFL talk. Um, First off, I want to know what y'all kind of thought about, what did y'all think about Vernon's comment?
0: Well, I mean, uh, do we have the transcript? Well,
1: I'll
2: have to go pull it up here, but I don't have it in front of me.
0: Because I, we've seen it. I don't know how many people, because it was, from what I gather, his comments were actually to La press in Montreal. I don't think they were broadcasting. I don't think they were yeah. They were just, um, you know, he was quoted in the local newspaper there, um, very strong, aggressive comments about the fans and them, and them chanting in the last game for Johnny and... Uh, he's he's subsequently. I, I hate to use the word backtrack. I don't think that's fair to the athlete. You, you you know we were talking about it. Clearly, he gets counsel from the team who's saying ah, I don't think you're you can't really do that. Yeah. So he came out and he retracted them. He's also put out a tweet retracting them and apologizing. Um, but I think there was a lot of truth in there. I think it, it was a young man that got rattled by a uh, by. I. To me, Bo, it, it almost felt like he was being sacrificed. That you know, the, the, the we were led to believe by Greg Sherman that Manzel was gonna see some time in that game against the Eskimos. The Eskimo there was just no stopping them. The offensive line wasn't holding and Vernon Adams was getting the crap kicked out of him and it almost seemed like, well, we're not putting Manziel into that. You can stay out there, Vernon. And I, I, I think he felt like he got sacrificed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think he I I think, I do think he played well. obviously he didn't play winning football um he was but, running for his life yeah but he he threw for you know two something he ran for eighty. yeah yeah um he had a wide open touchdown drop in the very beginning of the year mm-hmm. uh and he you know self-criticized you know and said yeah you know there was some passes i could have had some better precision on but ultimately we left 10 free points on the board and that's true and i mean if that's the case there i think i don't i think they scored 24 in the game so they would you know they would have scored 34. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean if you're scoring 34 points you're winning a lot of yeah. games yeah. um and until that point Vernon was 3-0 in his career and, w- and the one thing I wonder is um you know you just trade for the guy or just sign the guy off his cut from Hamilton and then you know and I'm thinking at that point you're thinking okay this is gonna be the guy that comes in now that Drew's hurt now that Jeff's hurt this is gonna be the guy that's gonna come in and run our offense for the rest of the year until the trade comes through with Johnny yep and I think at that point they're like well Johnny needs another week is it trying to audition him to show that he can become 4-0 and then possibly trade him at that point you know and because you already have Johnny coming in to be your guy mm-hmm. or are they trying to see what they have in him you know what i mean um but yeah i felt i felt that he was he was rightfully angry and emotional which is what he said today um and maybe just went a little too far in his comments you know talking about the fans but i mean i feel for the guy cuz you know, we are who we are here. Um, And, you know, our offense, myself, and what we've done over the last, you know, five years uh, since I've been here as a starter. And there were still times where I could hear fans as I'm coming off screaming, we want Buckley. Mm -hmm. And it's more, you know, singular fans and it's, you know, one or two guys. But, you know, every now and then, probably every other game, I could hear it happen. It was one of those things where I was always like, man, are you kidding me? Like, I was always, in my head, I was like, how is it possible that you're even saying that? You know, like, what kind of fan are you that you're you're rant rooting for a backup quarterback to come in and play?
0: Um, yeah, but long before you even dreamed of playing professional football, the most popular athletes in any city were the backup always. quarterback and oh, the backup always. goalie, right? Always, right? Always.
1: Because it's, oh, there's the potential. There's this, and there's no evidence yet. Well, and I would
0: I would point to you that I remember we had you on early on in your, like, as soon as you got here kind of thing because, uh, well, I don't want to tell tales out of school, but Boomer thought you talked cool, so he wanted to have you on and and talk to you and and people after that first interview were pulling for you, right? That's how it works. Right? Based off my voice. Based <laughs> off your voice. Sports. <laughs> just yeah. saying. That's that how guy it should play. He's got a cool voice. <laughs> that's how it works.
1: Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I do. I feel. I feel for the guy. I think he, you know, he backtracked and you know said what he said, but he he, he apologized for it. But um, I mean, it's just today's. Fans And I think that's the – I just think that's the aura that Johnny Football brings to the table. I, I think if he signed in Calgary today, you still have fans ch- chanting the same thing. People want to see that guy play.
0: When would they chant it?
1: During the game. I have no idea. When you're idea. up 24 nothing. Hey, that doesn't matter. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> because it's Johnny Football. I know. You know, it's just it's what would happen. Well, I mean,
0: the, the prime example, and, and Will, you can back me up on this, was how well – Hamilton started in the first couple of weeks. Well, they played good here, but they didn't beat you guys. But you're the the stampeters. Then they went to Edmonton. They beat Mike Riley and the Eskimos, and uh, it it doesn't matter. They're off. you know. Mazzoli's he's it. He's the next great quarterback. And then they run into a couple. What was it? Two bad games, and then that was sass, it. Yeah. It was on. Like get Johnny Manziel. And why isn't Johnny Manziel playing? There's there's no what, what's the word uh, I mean, rope?
1: Yeah, right. There were, I mean. From what I heard, they were chanting in Hamilton that last game. They were ahead, and they were chanting, we want Johnny. You know, they're ahead by like three three points. Also, should probably
2: note then on uh, that game last week in Montreal, they sold, again, the guy's not even playing the game. He wasn't starting. Vernon Adams was starting. They sold out of Johnny Manziel jerseys and T-shirts in the team stores (laughs) in the
1: stadium by the third quarter. And I'm sure they had a decent amount because I'm watching oh. I'm watching the game and I'm looking at the stands I'm like, they already have these jerseys out yeah. there.
2: <laughs> there was a tweet on uh, on the weekend or a couple days ago and it was like a, a video clip that somebody dubbed over themselves, but it was Johnny talking to Vernon on the bench. <laughs> and the quote was like, from Johnny, don't worry that everyone in the stands is wearing my number of my jersey. Go out there and play, man. Like, oh, man. It
1: was so bad. Yeah, feel for the guy. man. Uh, speaking of the upcoming matchup of Johnny – Versus Hamilton, um, you know, his former team. It's interesting to me because Hamilton brings him brings him in, trades him off, and then says a comment that not many people noticed and talked about. And maybe they did, but, I'm, again, I'm not on social media anymore, but um, it was either the GM or it was June Jones that said, you know, yeah, we we saw some great things from him, but ultimately he was behind Mm-hmm. He was behind yeah. in what we would like to see, yeah, and th- not not from a learning curve. Like they were like, yeah, there was just some things that, yeah, you know, Johnny football can create some plays, but um, there wasn't enough there for us to to warrant to keep him like that.
0: So is that that sounds to me when you read it and when you hear it, even when you utter it now, it sounds to me like code for, yeah, he wasn't a good citizen, or doesn't know the playbook. I. Refused, yeah, to, I, refused I, to study. I, I, well, I thought, that, but I I I thought there it, was a caveat I, I, there. I, no, yeah, I'd, take yeah, it, I,
2: I'd take it more as refused to learn the playbook or didn't understand the X's and O's. That's where I
0: maybe oh, look okay. at it. Okay. I mean, I'm yeah. pre. I'm preconditioned I, I that that was the problem coming in, right? So, aha! Yeah, but it's not like we heard his name by the Hamilton police or
1: anything like that. No, yeah, I don't think it's citizen-wise. I think it's more they, they were It's not watching. like Jeremiah was trashing
2: him for yeah. being a bad teammate.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it was more like they were watching him. They were like, maybe he's not going to turn into what we thought he was. Because here's my question. I don't care who you have at number one. If you have a guy that you're looking at and you're like, this guy is going to be a player in this league for a long time. And right. He's going to be awesome. Right. You do not get rid of him. Zero chance you get rid of a player like that. Right. Unless you're an organization that's won a lot of championships and has continued to win, like you're the Patriots,
2: or do you get a desperate organization that calls you and gives up two
0: first round picks? Yeah, you. That's you can't. Okay,
2: yeah, sure. here You go.
0: Have well, me. but but I think one one bleeds into the other, right? What was he? In, what was he in college? He was a playmaker. Right? Absolutely. He he made things happen with his foot and feet, and he made things hat was one foot, and he made things happen with his arm. But I don't think any of us would have said he was a system quarterback. I don't think any of us would have said that no, he I'd be was curious,
2: a... and, and Bo would have more insight perhaps just in kinds of, you know, the play calls and all that, but I'd be curious how many um, Manziel audibles there were at the line of scrimmage in college. Like, I, I don't know if we're talking about this guy listening to his offensive coordinator and, and saying, no, you I know, don't... I'm supposed to hand the ball off so, here.
0: And if you're not that guy. If 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 you're going to the NFL, where you have to be studious, you have to know. And that's that part of the playbook. reason it didn't
2: work out there. Take you know, take the off-field stuff for what it is. Right. You know, you talk to or you read some quotes out of Cleveland when he was there, late to meetings, uh, didn't know the playbook. I mean, that to me is the word. Just there. didn't, just right. didn't care. Just thought it would come easy.
1: I'll give you something to think about. Okay, coming from a football player, from the exact same organization, the Cleveland Browns, you had somebody that had. Time and time and time and time and time again, off off field problems in Josh Gordon. Never released him. Nope. Not giving that. And guy Welcome,
2: welcome him back with open arms.
1: Oh yeah. Not giving that guy up. You know what I mean? They're like, no, no, no. We're gonna, we're not gonna cut him. We're gonna put him on IR, or we're gonna put him on, yeah. you know, not a lot of players suspended list, but we're not gonna put him out there for somebody else to sign.
0: Because if he ever straightens up, watch out.
1: Because, yeah. but they didn't do that with the other guy. Yeah. And that's where I started as a quarterback. I'm just saying, I'm I'm, I'm a football player, man. I'm studious, and um, when I watch these highlights from college, I, I, listen, I'm not gonna take away anything that guy did. He played in the SEC and he balled out. He Pure beat, athlete. Did man. he not? Did he beat A&M? Or I'm sorry, did he beat Alabama?
2: Yeah, twice. I you believe. know what I mean?
1: Like, I'm not saying I could have done that, but when I'm looking at it, I see a guy that. There's five guys protecting, six guys are blitzing, and he's holding the ball. Then trying to juke the guy, and he's breaking a tackle, he's throwing the double coverage, and Mike Evans is going up and making a catch for a touchdown. Everybody's like Johnny Manziel or Darrell or Durrell <laughs> Walker. And I'm, like, and I'm and yeah. I, but seriously, yeah, see, yeah, no. But when I'm yeah, looking yeah. at that, I was like, why didn't you just throw the slant? Like the slant's wide open. He might score anyways. You know what I mean? But yeah. instead of having to huck it up, but I mean that's what that's what was exciting about the guys. Well, about the guy to a lot of people, and so that's what. So I think that's what you're going to see some of. And, and I, I can predict this game for you. There's going to be some Johnny Manziel plays. There's going to be three plays that he makes that and nobody it. else probably makes. Get but it. there's going to be three other plays where you're like, you know, oh, well, why didn't you just do this? Yeah.
2: And probably a very good chance he throws one or two interceptions. Yeah, I'm, I'm as gonna, a, yeah, As a I'm result. I'm not going to predict that. I mean, as a result. Yeah, I could have right? thrown two picks
1: no, but last game. I threw, I, wondered, a, I threw a pick a <laughs> D-Lyman last game. Just quickly, before we get
2: off this topic on playbooks and all that type of well, stuff. I was going to
0: stay on the topic. Okay. Yeah.
2: But the text came. a text came in, and I thought it was important to, to maybe ask Bo his take on this. But it says, Bo, realistically, how long does it take a QB to learn an offense? If you were to be yes. hypothetically traded right now, could you start in a week or two for a new team?
1: Yes. I could start in a week. Be, I've been in the CFL for seven years, though. Um yeah, where he does hasn't now it. let's say the American Alliance Football League, whatever that place is, you know, let's say Calgary cuts me today, they pick me up tomorrow. I can start in that system. I can't tell you how successful I'm gonna be. I can see hot, I can throw hot, but the the hardest part about that is it, it takes years to know an offense. Like the way I know my offense now, it that took five years to know it the way I know it now. I mean, I've only known my offense the way I know it now for the last Mm. two, three years. But that first year, there was plenty of times when, you know, I pull, I know I'm hot and I'm looking over there and I'm like, wait, which guy is my hot throw? You know, there's just times where they're so, and it's our system. Our system is a lot different than a lot of guys. We have a hot throw on every single player. Yeah, and
0: you know what strikes me about that answer is professional sports and, you know, oh, it didn't work, fire everybody. You know, the number of guys that have a different OC every year, every two years. That don't have that continuity. How can you be successful?
1: It's not easy, right? Right. It's not easy, man. I'm telling you that the majority of teams that would be more successful today if they stuck with their coordinator and their quarterback. It's outstanding. The number of teams that would that would be more successful today if they did that instead. That weren't so
2: quick to pull the trigger.
1: Yeah. Instead, it's like they, you know, they like. I don't know, the Miami Dolphins. You draft Ryan Tannehill, and you're like, oh, he's our god savior. Like, okay, if that's what you believe, then find out what coordinator out there you think is the best system to fit him in, and do not change it for years. And then by that third and fourth year, you're going to see success. That's a fact. Yeah, You will see success. But you keep changing these guys' coordinators, man. go ask, Go ask any quarterback out there. I mean, you change my coordinator, it changes everything.
2: Trying to think who there was someone in the NFL who had a different coordinator like every year almost.
1: Can't remember probably who it was. Phil Rivers or Jay Cutler. It's probably one of those guys.
0: Oh, yeah. Cutler would have turned over a ton in Chicago,
1: right? Uh, a lot.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And it's like to me, you know, that's, and now it becomes to him the effort. I'm just going to figure something out and I'm going to see what I know. I'm going to survive is what I'm going to Yeah. I'm going to survive. I'm going to throw the ball deep because I have Alshon Jeffrey and oh, yeah, yeah, and the other guy was out there for a long time. It's like, I'm just going to make some plays, Yeah, but it becomes, it becomes survival at that point. You know I mean? I, I'm used to the way Dave calls plays. I'm used to everything. I think part of that too, is how, like
3: how
2: long is your, we talk about it all the time, but like your, your wide receiver core has been pretty much the same for the last three, four years. Right. Uh, Outside no, of a couple been, of different there's changes, there's
1: been some turnover. Uh, every year, there's usually one or two guys that's new. You know, as far as being your starter guy, but it's not a
2: new receiving core every year.
1: No, because I think the biggest difference between us is it's not a new receiving core because we promote from within. You know what I mean? Like you get rid of right. Anthony Parker because you're not bringing somebody because else in. Jawan Brescian's ready to play, not because we're going out and getting Sam Jukair. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. We're not trying to plug and play. We're we're promoting from within, and that's that's bottom up. It's from coaching to players, you know, it's the staff. That's that's how it's all I mean, like our trainer, our athletic therapist, was a student. You know, but he's been with the team for however many years. Geo has been with the team for however many years. Like that's continuity, man. That's success. Yeah. You wanna know why the St. Peters is successful? It's that right there.
0: I and I think that's the most overlooked, misunderstood concept in all pro sports. I think the knee jerk reaction is we didn't succeed so Somebody must pay a price. Yeah, so
1: who, who is expendable?
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Probably the coach of the year. Let's get rid of that guy.
0: Yeah. We saw that. We, hey, listen. And
1: let's go ahead and get rid of our best, if not second-best player.
0: Right. Well, shouldn't
1: all be about the Raptors. Oh, is that the – is that – oh, okay. You're talking about the Raptors. All right. Uh, we will uh, – <laughs> we'll take another quick break when what are we come – you shaking your head for? <laughs> you. Oh, actually, sorry. We had tickets to give away. What? So we have tickets to give away to this weekend's game August 4th against the BC Lions at home. Uh text in 960-960. We just talked about Big Brother Big Sister, the All-Star campaign and my throw for broke game. How many yards did I throw for in the throw for broke game last year? Right
0: like to the, the right to the actual. Right now, yard. To now, the now I'm curious how many hints you're going to
1: give away. I know,
2: that's the hardest part. Should we just say what month it was in?
1: Uh, yeah, we're only going to say the month because if you go back in this, if you were listening to this segment, i tell you it's always a certain game in the month. So that's your one hint. How, you how many yards? Text it in. Text your name, first name, and last name for your chance to win two tickets to this weekend's game, August 4th against the BC Lions. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to listen listen to what you have to say. So uh, text in 960-960. Let us know what you want to talk about. Ask me any questions you want to ask, and we'll get some of Maddie's ideas there in the end, too. So you're listening to both Show on Sports at 960-Defense. <laughs>
3: Back to the Bo
0: Show for SML Entertainment. One, two, three. On Sportsnet 960, the Fan.
1: All right, and we already have a winner, Sheldon Eels, E E L E S. Yeah, we usually just go with the first name, just to, to avoid nope, not situations like not that. Delta, congratulations on winning. The the correct answer was August 26th, uh, Week 10 versus Toronto. We threw for 384 yards. So congratulations on the two tickets to this game this weekend. I will see you there. Maybe try and throw a ball towards your session or something. Um, Hopefully it doesn't get picked off by the linemen. (laughs) Um, All right, Will, what's some... uh, we haven't got a lot yet. Have you got a
2: question or a story for Bo? Text in at 960-960 in the Glenmore Audi Fan feedback line. We'll get to those here. Story. In the uh, yeah. in the final segment. What, what kind you of story, you a story Why do you, you got an, an issue Bo? with
0: like everything? No, no, today? I just I <laughs> had to. What, like, that. what's going on? I just didn't I question love, I get. You're you not allowed it. to story? tell stories? No, no. I what kind of story? Jeez.
1: Well, in the meantime, happy birthday <laughs> to my dog Frisco, who turned four today. <laughs> He's a Samoid. He's awesome. He sheds everywhere. So if you ever see me wearing black, there's hair all over it. My team literally gives me crap for it all the time. They're like, Bo, dude, use a lint brush. I'm like, there's no point. I use a lint brush by the time I get out of the house, there's it's gonna be more. Waste. It's just it's just the way it is. That's hard. Um so Madsen's one of Madison's ideas is um she's trying to keep everything sport oriented. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite all time? Like you get one snack at the game. What's your favorite all time at any stadium? Football, hockey, whatever wow. it might be. What's that one snack where you're like? If I'm going to a game, this yeah. is what I'm getting. Wow. Yeah. Is it a pocket
3: dog?
2: Oh, it's pocket dog for sure. This is There's I, no I, question.
3: You know what?
0: The big. But dis- you only get one. Like, yeah. So pocket dog. I,
3: hmm. Pretzel. Tip.
0: What oh, kind of
1: pretzel? Man, see the pretzel. It's it's always hit or miss. Like they're either nice or they're terrible because they're like too hard. They're skinny. Like they have to be like. A nice Big warm sauce.
3: pretzel and a side of cheese sauce at the dome every time.
2: Side of cheese sauce, eh?
3: That's the way to do it, man. Get some of that nacho cheese sauce. I don't know, man. In.
2: Pretzel and mustard is a pretty good combo.
3: That's true. It works.
0: I know that for years I wanted to have a Dodger dog. And when I finally went to It Dodger was a letdown? State, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's disappointing. I mean, the, the, the whole aura around it was, oh, it's a Dodger dog. And you get it and it's like, this is a hot dog. <laughs> that's that's all this is. I just bought it for you know, $10 I, I, more than I should have. I, I'll, yes, you're absolutely right. I'll say this. I had fish tacos at Petco in in San Diego, and they were outstanding. Oh, okay. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. It was probably the best stadium food I've ever had was was there.
1: I'm going to go with the newer one because I would always say a hot dog. Yeah, that's, hot dog is a classic. like that go-to, like yeah. a hot dog and a Coke or a Dr. Mm. Pepper So It used to always be. Baseball game, I had to get peanuts. Oh, for, yeah. But as of late, the one I've heard about, we had last year, and then I only had it for the first time last year. But it was, um, it was a Doritos bag.
2: Oh, and they just put taco stuff in it. Yeah, they cut unreal taco, it taco a bag. In a I bag. just saw a yeah. picture of that. Yeah, so good, so good,
1: man. <laughs> it is insane how good that is. Like they just throw some like taco seasoning or whatever, some you know, some ground up meat, some Un- cheese. You sour had a taco bag?
2: No, I haven't. It's outstanding. Where are they? You can they, make it at home. Get a bag of Doritos. Well, I don't think that was the question, Will. Well, you can get them at any stadium. Can you yeah. get them at, at
0: McMahon? I believe they still have it.
1: I okay. don't think they have it anymore. Oh, they okay. had it last year. Okay. And I think it... So it was I local. Think, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think the timing of... It takes a longer time to make. Yeah. So they were getting ordered faster than they can make them.
0: Have you had one of those drinks with the stuff on top? Like it Oh, have, like a... You know, the straw kind of comes through, and then at the top, they have... Like the, a pepperoni like, stick and a... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah chicken yeah. fingers and a, have you seen like I, I've, I've seen, seen a couple before. pictures yeah. of that and it just looks crazy to me. Yeah.
1: Uh I haven't had that, but I'm thinking of like the uh what's the place down here, downtown Regrub? It's like a milkshake. Yeah, like and they put all the stuff on, on top. top. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they need to start. And they rim the your stadium. glass with like
2: sprinkles or something.
1: Yeah. Hey, but shout out to Fiasco Gelato, because 'cause they're in the stadium now. And that's the best ice cream I've ever had. Yeah, unless, we're, unless we're sponsored by somebody that I'm not. No, sponsored. they're, they're <laughs> good. They
0: they work a lot with KidSport. And uh, so I've seen them at a lot of different events. And yeah. they're awesome. Text line says, uh, taco in a bag is the best camping food in
2: the world. Camping I food? I
0: believe that. Okay. That's a good. One. I can see
2: that. Uh, we got some stuff coming in now on the text line, nine six zero nine six zero. You got a question for Bo before the end of the show. Please send it in and we'll uh, be sure to ask him. Um I'd like to know what Bo's worst experience has been in an opposing stadium during his time in the CFL.
1: Um. Oh, in the CFL. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, like, now like, I want to no, know. If
2: you got a better story from college, then share that.
1: Well, I mean, there was times in college, like, you're so close to the, the bench, Like, we had, like, beer thrown on us and stuff like that. Um, Classy. Yeah. I mean, not worst time, but, like, the best chirps I've ever heard came from Sask in the old stadium. Um back in the John Cornish days, you know, when basically they, they hated Cornish. Yeah, but basically it became like it became Calgary St. Peter players versus the Saskatchewan fans. You know, when you played there, um because of his mooning and things like that. Um so it was always just you basically came ready to just to get like people were like, All right, let's go out here, and research every player. And there was probably like, I don't know, probably like ten guys down there. You know, they had their you know, their uh season tickets and like they just came ready. And it was like, you know, you're adopted, blah blah blah. Or they would have like a picture of like your high school girlfriend or something. Like they came They would with, have
0: a picture of your high school girlfriend. Not
1: me personally, but like that's what I'm saying, like that kind of content. Wow. Like they went like did research, like found things where like they could talk crap to the entire team, the entire game. Yeah. And like I was I'm sitting there, I'm like, I respect that. Because there's some times where there's some chirps and you have to understand like There's some fans that are just belligerently drunk, and they're just like...
0: Well, I remember Randy Chevrier would tell stories about the old building and and the old kicker, Sandro DeAngelis. They would just destroy Sandro, and it would get right in his head. Oh, see,
1: that's the thing. For a kicker, it's it's one play, right? Yeah. Especially if they miss one, and then it's going to be all over you. And Yeah. that's. I mean, kicker's like goalies, that kind of head case.
0: What's Edmonton like with that big track? Because you, well, you feel thing. disconnected, so, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: they're so far away. Yeah, You know what I mean? That's what I've always talked about. I don't think a football stadium should ever have a track inside of it. Or if they do, the stands should be able to roll over, yeah, over the top, top of them. Yeah. Um, because, like, yeah, they, they talk trash, but, like, you're so far away from them. It's, like, it's so easy to ignore them. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, I I miss I miss the days where the fans, you know, like, really went in. Because there would be times, like, they'd chirp on your teammates, and you turn around and be like, hey, that was funny. <laughs> Good job. And he's like, yeah, all right, cool, cool. But like, sometimes, most of, the majority of the time when people talk trash, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. You know, it's like. But it's not creative it's, either, right? 90% of it is you suck. You're overrated. Yeah. Like, we're up 24 to 0. Chill. You sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're, you're, your wife's grabbing your shirt, like, trying to get you to sit down because you're embarrassing her.
2: You're spilling beer all over the guy in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one says, I work in the concessions at McMahon. They still do have taco in the bag. Okay.
1: Oh, all right. Well, hey, if you're out there, there fans this weekend on August fourth, go get taco and make bag. sure you sell them out. And if you mention my name, they will not give you a discount. <laughs>
0: not, not not one cent, <laughs> not one cent. They might charge you more
3: if you mention both. <laughs> That's
2: name. true. Uh, Bo might like this question. Bo, who's your uh, who's your favorite Paw Patrol character? I like Chase personally, and my girl's big into Sky.
1: Oh man, so my daughter's <laughs> huge into Chase. So we have we have all of them now. Like we have all the little.
2: But Ellie picks Chase every time.
1: Damn near every time she grabs chase <laughs> before she goes to bed and she hugs him. Uh, I would say Everest is the coolest. The little snow one.
3: I have a question for Bo. What's Paw Patrol? Oh, Logan.
1: What's Paw Patrol? Yeah, what's Paw not The most know popular kid's
2: show in the world.
1: Uh, paw Patrol is a series of... <laughs> no, so basically... This is what I want. I want the quarterback. The, let me just... It. Basically, just it's, these, it's these dogs that are superheroes for the entire town. Uh, mm-hmm. Adventure Bay. Um okay. and something just happens to go wrong in Adventure Bay every day, and there's only one person you can call, and that's Alex. Or not Alex. What's his name? It's Paw Patrol, either way. Yeah. So that's, that's Paw Patrol. Can I, can a, I, lawless, it's like the Power Rangers, but no A villains. lawless
3: society. Can I just say of, that nothing but problems that now has resorted
0: to dogs yeah. fixing Most
1: moves. of them are caused by Mayor Humdinger, who is jealous yeah. of wow. Foggy Bottom. He's uh he's jealous of Adventure Bay. I, I, just,
0: I just want it on the record that um i'm somewhat jealous because when my youngest was growing up it was teletubbies
1: oh man i'm so and i glad have that's not the and case. i have no
0: idea how to explain that that's so not- when somebody like logan says well what are teletubbies oh and you're just like, they're I like i don't, don't know what to do i have no idea
1: yeah i've talked to maddie before it's like i'm like there's a couple of shows we have to make sure that now by the way that, it's Ryder. Ryder, yeah there it is so there's a couple of shows <laughs> did that come
0: in with the that Tesla? Come on with Tesla? of course <laughs>
1: it did yeah that we have to avoid Ellie ever seeing or hearing about, mm-hmm. like Teletubbies, is at the top of that list. Yeah. Um. There was another yeah, one we that my we nephew would watch that. all the time, and it was just all it was was these, and it was so much. It was so similar to Teletubbies, but it was just this guy that came on and and had these weird costumes, and he would sing and dance, and they would just sit there and sing and dance, but they would play those songs over and over, and I was like, if I have a kid, they are never watching this show. <laughs> it's, not it's not the like, Wiggles. Uh, no, not the Wiggles. I know okay. the Wiggles. um
0: Blue's Clues?
3: Probably not Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues was a good one. Eh. Blue's Clues was the best. What? That was a good okay, one. hold on. All
1: right, I get it. But it, either way, there's there's a series of shows that you definitely want your uh, kids to avoid watching. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: uh Bo, any wide receiver ever from any era, alive or dead, who do you want in your team?
1: Randy Moss. Yeah, that's a good pick. I like having that guy that can that's just good pick. go over the top. I mean, look at Tom Brady at 50 touchdowns a year the year that he uh, he played with them. I mean, that's that's one of those guys. I mean, Dante Cope ever built a career off him. Uh, yep. Yeah, Got a
2: nice couple of good paydays from him. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'd say. I mean, obviously, I'd love to play with, you know, the best, you know, Jerry Rice, guys like that. But Randy Moss is, like, one of those, like, every time you're on one-on-one coverage, I'm throwing you the football. Yeah,
2: and you know, you know he's coming down with it. Oh, yeah. Um, t- 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 bull, uh, fully loaded nachos or chips and bean dip?
1: Fully loaded nachos or chips and bean dip. Nah, fully loaded nachos for yeah. sure. They got to be layered too. I don't want none of the cheese all there the way on top. And you grab the one nucleus, <laughs> it picks up the whole thing.
2: Uh, there's a lot of uh, now kid shows coming in. Oh, on the of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. From a bunch of different eras. Uh, but we need a guy for slow pitch on Thursday. Can you come play?
1: Uh, Thursday. Uh, I'll check my schedule. I have a mean underhand slider. Um, but my, my biggest asset is the bet. I'm hitting a home run every time. <laughs> every time, <laughs> I uh, can prove it. Go back and watch film from last year's Field of Dreams.
2: Field of Dreams coming up again this year. Uh, Bo, uh, this one says uh, you talked about last week. We talked about uh, Mario Kart. He wants to. He wants to go you one on one. Mario Kart. Yeah. Not Mario.
1: Mario. Mario.
2: He wants to go you one on one.
1: Who does he use?
2: I don't know. Uh. Yeah. Doesn't say
1: I'll I'll decide my respect on Mario. Best drop ever.
2: What's that? Mario, not Mary.
1: Not Mary. Mario. Mario Kart. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would absolutely. We have it at the stadium. So come Uh, come to practice one day. Is
2: Bo doing a charity walk at Country Hills again this year? I did it last year and had a great time.
1: I am. I'm doing the charity walk for ATB. um, The financial classics coming up. And uh, yes, I will be out there. Huff will be out there uh doing the charity walk where basically we had we actually had uh calling on last week talking about this um but we'll be out there again um it's an awesome event man you get to walk one of the best courses in calgary happens to be a place i'm a member at and just absolutely love the course but i mean it was one of those that you know i literally drove past every day for five years and i'm now a member of it and i mean and it's still better than what i thought it was going to be you know it's like as i'm on the it's one of those courses like as i'm on the course like if I see a divot somebody didn't fix, I go fix it because I like respect the grass that yeah. much out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, I will be at the charity walk. I hope you will too. And I know one thing, again, just to kind of hit a plug real quick, is uh, they're still looking for volunteers and caddies for the ATB Financial Classic. So if you want to see some of those guys, um, you know some of the best golfers out there, if you want to go see them, uh, go help out, be a caddy.
2: And then last question, we'll end on this one today. Uh, Bo, who is the funniest coach on the Peters?
1: Oh man. That's uh that's in between definitely in between Corey Mace and Clay Brooks. Clay Brooks is just he's so classically funny as a coach cuz he's that guy that's like you know <laughs> Actually, I'll give you I'll give you one. Dinwiddie's funny too. Um <laughs> but uh it's all, Clay Brooks is always like that threat of like do you want to go home? You know what I mean? Like do you like I'll find somebody to replace you next week that kind of thing. Um it, it's not that he's serious about it. it's just it's kind of the running joke right now that he says it to everyone um but <laughs> then one time best chirp I ever heard during a training camp was <laughs> he might get mad at me for telling this, but <laughs> he said, You will be on the next flight home delta middle seat, <laughs> 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 and, and when he said middle seat, yeah. I lost it because I never heard somebody go that far to a detail of a chirp of, we will go out of our way <laughs> to, <make> to sure. <laughs> select your seat and make sure that you are picked in a seat in between two bot tickets. You're going middle seat on your way home. I was like, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Best chirp I ever heard, though. Um, but all right, appreciate you guys. Uh, top to the hell yeah. That's it for, for me for this Tuesday. Uh, but next Tuesday, bring out some more guests. Uh, and just a reminder, go to Big Brother Big Sisters uh, to check in their all-star campaign. It starts tomorrow. Uh, Every dollar that you donate will be matched again by Gary Nissen of of Qualico. Um, So please, um, you know, do everything you can to help out and get people to join you.